Episode 47, how do I know that my successor is qualified? Welcome to the Succession Secrets Podcast, where you can grow, groom, and graduate from your business in just seven minutes a day. And now, here is your host, Steve Prada. Welcome back, Succession Seekers. And today's episode is a question to an answer from Shane in Richmond, Virginia. And I would like to start this discussion about uh, a successor and their qualification is defining uh, qualified. What do we mean by qualified? Does it mean that my successor is as good as me? Or does it mean that my successor is good enough to handle the role and has the potential to grow into the role? So that's the first question we have to ask ourselves. And the next question is is really not when the successor is qualified to fill my job, but when am I ready to move on to the next level job so that I need a successor to take over from me? So that's at least as big a question as the question about the successor. And I will get to it why that is later. So is my successor as good as me? Probably not, especially if I'm ready to move on to the next job, then I've already outgrown the job, so the successor cannot be as big as I am. Otherwise, there would be no no point for them to succeed me. So, uh, so really, in most cases, the successor is not going to be uh, as good as the person that is being succeeded. They are going to be coming up the ladder, coming up the ranks, and basically, they just have to be big enough to be plunged into the deep end and uh, and uh, have the potential to start swimming. So the real question is, how do I determine whether they are good enough to handle the job? So let's look at the job. Let's take it as an example that this job is running a fast-growing, uh, it's, it's the regional uh, operation, running the regional operation of a fast-growing construction company. So what would that leader has to be able to do in order to be successful in that role? They would have to be able to find right uh, opportunities to develop construction properties. So they have to find land. They have to be able to negotiate deals with landowners. They have to be able to recruit and attract talent to the company, employees that will be able to um, help them grow the business. And they have to be able to attract good subcontractors and good partners that will help them uh, grow the business. Uh, the leader has to be able to do strategic planning to grow the business. It's a growing business. You have to be able to oversee the sales and marketing function so that new homes are being sold. There are going to be operations, the construction operations. That leader has to be able to oversee the and manage the, the construction operations. And, and in general, the leader will have to deliver that plan. So if there is a strategic plan which were approved by the owners, that plan will have to be uh, delivered in terms of uh, of volume, quality, and and financial profitability. So uh, it will be important important also to control finances so that the the profit targets are going to be met. So it's quite a lot of things that that person will have to be able to handle. So when determining whether the person is good enough for the job, then we can go through that list of requirements that we want them to be able to handle and we can then determine whether they are 
uh, able to handle these list of requirements. Now, there's a big difference whether the role that we are talking about is an entrepreneurial role or an, or an operating role. And I would uh, differentiate between them. I would call an entrepreneurial role is, is a growing role which is constantly changing. It's, it's evolving. Um, it requires the person to be able to, to be more creative, to be more risk-taking and be able to evolve with the role themselves as opposed to the operating role, which to me is more like something that is more stable. So there was someone who already uh, determined the specifications of that role. Uh, there are frameworks, there are procedures, there are processes, and the operating person has to follow those processes, but they don't have to recreate the wheel. They don't have to come up with new solutions. So it's, it's a more, it's a less innovative job and it's more of a caretaking job as, as opposed to the entrepreneurial job. So, so the big question is, if it's an entrepreneurial job, if it is, then probably we will need a successor who is a very seasoned operator so that the operation, uh, operating the business is kind of second nature to them and they can focus their energies on growing the business and on the entrepreneurial fast moving pieces of the business. If the business, let's say, if my successor will come in when the business is, uh, has already reached a stable operation phase, then it's going to be much easier because then the person can step up to the role and uh, if they are good enough to handle different aspects of the role adequately, then they can grow into the job and become an expert uh, while you know doing the job themselves. The good news is that we can help that successor and we can help them accelerate uh, being able to succeed us or being successful in the job. And there are three ways to accelerate uh, their their success. One is to actually grow the successor, to give them the training, give them the coaching, uh, give them the shadowing opportunities so that they can grow faster into the job. The second uh, solution to accelerating them being able to handle it is to actually shrink the job. So uh, they don't necessarily have to do everything that we have been doing in the past. We can... Uh, keep some of the roles for ourselves and, and let them handle others. So if, if there are sales, operations, and financial management are involved, we might decide that we keep the sales role for, for ourselves for the time being, let them take over the operational role and possibly financial management. And then when they are already an expert in, in those and maybe they delegated a big part of it, then we can give them the sales. Or we can generally decide to slice up the job and to have multiple successors. So, so we actually don't replace ourselves, but we, uh, or we don't replace ourselves with an equal person as ourselves, but we replace ourselves with three different people who may be costing more uh, to the company in total, but it may make the company more sustainable in the longer term and less dependent on one single individual, which may be poached from the company by a competitor, or they might decide to do something uh, on their own. So that's a higher risk for the company, and often it's worth paying the extra for multiple salaries to avoid that risk. And finally, there are three more aspects to determining whether the successor is ready to, to succeed us in our job. And, and the three uh, aspects are, the first two relate to the personality of, of the successor. And the first one is desire. So if there's a strong desire from the successor 
to succeed and to uh, to be successful, i.e. they are ambitious, then it will allow them to stretch themselves more and to to make, basically make a bigger leap than otherwise would be poss- possible. Obviously, if they don't have the desire to stretch themselves, they, if they don't have the the strong drive to step into an uncomfortable situation, uh, doing something that they've never done before, which is much bigger role than they are used to, then it's going to be a very slow process, may even never be successful. But if they have a strong desire, they can get a bigger job. So that's the first one. The second one is the judgment. Do they have a good judgment? And obviously, if they have a strong judgment, if they have a good judgment, if they make well thought through decisions, if they are deliberate, if they are intelligent, then we can stretch them more. Then we can give them a bigger role because we, we can rely on them making the right call or, or having the judgment to come to us to make the decision uh, or drawing on the resources to be able to make the decision. And finally, and maybe this is the strongest determinant of the timing of that succession is what is the opportunity cost for not making that succession? What are we giving up by not leaving that role and doing a bigger, you know, addressing a bigger opportunity as opposed to taking the risk of promoting that person into a role? Maybe they're not perfect. Maybe they are not yet quite ready, but if they have the desire, they have the intelligence, they have the judgment. We can promote them and we can help them be successful. We can shrink their job. We can slice up their jobs. We can do all sorts of things to accelerate the, uh, the succession process. So, so, so the last question is, is, what is the opportunity cost of not making the jump? And if it's high, we better do the jump. We better, better, we better promote that person and, and make that transition uh, somehow. So that's, that's the show for today. Uh, thank you for listening. And if, if you like the show, if you enjoy it, please share it on social media. And more importantly, please rate us on iTunes. It helps. And, and also ask your questions. Uh, you ask your questions, I'm going to answer them in future episodes. You can either do it by tweeting it to hashtag AskSuccessionSteve or just sending me an email at steve at entrepcoaches.com. So thank you for listening and look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Succession Secrets Podcast. Make sure you check out SuccessionSecrets.com for archive podcasts and transcripts and IntrepCoaches.com. That's E-N-T-R-E-P Coaches.com to download your free copy of the Your Terms newsletter.